What is up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Berry, the podcasting coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And with the process of ditching a job, you certainly have to plan how you're going to exit. There are things like budgeting and logistics that you definitely have to look out for. However, there's another part to that, which is what do you do next? What do you do once you ditch your job? And I feel like not enough people have this in their minds of what is that next step and also what is that next phase of life? So we're going to be talking about a little bit on how to plan to exit and also what to do next in this episode of Ditch the Job. Our guest who joins us, she has over 20 years of sales and marketing experience working at digital agencies in Austin, Atlanta, and New York as a marketing planner to clients such as Southwest Airlines, Crocs, Fossil, Whole Foods, Samsung, and many more. She quit her lucrative marketing job in 2017 and sold 90% of her stuff so she could solo travel the world. That led to an epic adventure that has spanned 28 countries and four continents. Our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Meg Wobbenhorst. Meg, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Meg, I'm so happy to have you on Ditch the Job and the strategicness of as if I invented a new word, the strategicness of ditching a job and knowing what to do next is so important for people to really do what they're meant to do, to really make the type of income they're supposed to be making. So I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the planning that went into your exit and some best tips for people who are just beginning their planning stage. Yeah. So I, first of all, I like the concept of your podcast because I think a lot of us are feeling dissatisfaction with our jobs and trying to figure out what's my meaning, what's my purpose, why don't I like my job, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, and it's actually happening at a much earlier age, which is kind of even more depressing. <laughs> I waited until midlife to start feeling that way. Um, so I think giving your listeners the tools to help them kind of think about what they want to do, um, which can then motivate them to really make the next step of ditching their job and taking the big leap into the unknown. Because that's really, that's really what we're all here for, right? Is like, what is going to make me happy in the end? So for me, I got burnt out. It was just as simple as that. Um, like you said, I've been working in sales and marketing for 20 years. It's a very high touch, high stress type of job. And I think what the biggest problem is, or the biggest problem I had was, I always felt like I was always on. You know, technology's been a great thing, but it also allows you to be accessible at any moment. So I felt I was on the client side, so I felt like I had to answer the call at 10 p.m. from my client who was freaking out about something, or on vacation, or on my weekend, getting called in to help work on a pitch, a business pitch. So all of those things together over the course of 10 to 20 years, just, I reached a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. So I, I think a big part of what your listeners might be, or maybe the stage that they're in is the dreaming stage. And that's where you're sitting at work thinking about all the things you'd rather be doing. And, and I, my biggest piece of advice to one of them is to really I'd examine what you're thinking about in that moment. 
So if you're sitting there thinking about an invention, a silly invention, you know, we think of them all the time. I have a note in my phone to capture these random dumb ideas that, that bubble up to the surface every now and again, because you never know what that could turn into, right? What if you want to write a book? If it's your lifetime dream to write a book and you have these story ideas in your head and you're thinking about them as you are sitting in your open office environment and frustrated at all the hubbub and noise and just thinking about, you know, aliens coming in and disrupting people trying to work, capture that and, and really examine what are you thinking about? What are you dreaming about when you're sitting at work, fed up, bored, or frustrated? Does that seem to be a common theme with your guests and listeners, Mark? Yeah, I mean, a lot of guests who come on the show, they, whether it's, you know, they discovered in their 20s, midlife or later than that, they're like, you know, I want to get out of my job, I feel completely unfulfilled. And there is this dreaming phase, there is this, you know, uh, what if I wrote a book? What if I started a podcast? What if, what if, what if? And, and it's just a matter of, you know, you have to get to that point where what if becomes I am. And I'm wondering if you could share with us um, how you were able to transition because I know you've done a lot of traveling and maybe, you know, it was like, what if I could travel to all these different places? And now like I am traveling to all these different places. I have been to all these different places. So I'm wondering how we make that transition happen from a what if to an I am or an I have. Totally. So I, I was sitting there dreaming about travel. I was looking at I had this little calendar of, of faraway places and I would literally dream of being in these places anywhere but where I was. Um, and I think the dreaming stage is really important because that's what you need to go hold onto. That's gonna get you through some of the hard times, which we'll talk about later um, that I experienced. And this is also the place that you'll wanna like come back to to gut check that all of the work and planning and logistics and heartaches you're about to go through to make it happen, that you need to come back to that dreaming stage and really gut check, like, is this worth it? If your gut starts to, you know, feel churny and upset and like a volcano, you maybe should rethink taking all these steps towards this big move. Um, but if your gut is quiet and happy, keep on going. You'll know it's the right move. So to move into the planning stage for me, it was, okay, I'm super stressed out. I can barely get through the day without having a panic attack. When I would go home at night, I just started researching. I am a natural researcher and I think gathering up as much information as I could was necessary in order to give me the courage to take that next step. So I started reading travel blogs and I started seeing women who were solo traveling. And this was years ago, um, before it was really a big thing like it is now. And that was an example that I just wanted to follow and, uh, you know, replicate in my own life. And seeing other people doing that thing was super inspiring to me. So for your listeners, I would say, you get past or you're in the dreaming stage, start doing the research listen to podcasts. There's podcasts out there for every single topic you could possibly think of and more. Look up blogs. Um, I'm sure there's a blog for everything, including what you're thinking about, certainly for writing or entrepreneurship 
entrepreneurship or traveling. Um, and really start to gather information um, because you're going to need it in the next stage, which is the planning stage. So once you feel like, okay, I'm moving forward in the right direction. This is good. Like people have done this before. I'm not the first. Um, you want to start planning. And this is really for me the most motivating stage because it's actually forward motion. You're actually doing something. You're taking these incremental steps to get towards your ultimate goal of ditching your job and doing what you want to do. So even if you feel stuck, even on your worst days at work, you've got like this secret little, little like kernel acorn of joy that you've got hidden inside and you don't have to share it with anyone. You can, but only share it with people you trust, especially if it involves quitting your job. Um, I didn't share it with anybody at work for a really long time until I was ready to tell my work bestie um, and swear her to secrecy because it is, you know, obviously uh, the stakes are pretty high. So first of all, first and foremost in the planning stage, you're going to need money. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just to be conservative, I think a lot of financial experts say you need a rainy day fund of at least eight months on a conservative estimate. But if you want to travel or if you want to write a book or, you know, anything that we've talked about here, certainly if you want to start a business, you need capital. So you need to really figure out what, how much money is going to help you achieve your goal and how much money you don't, you do not want to walk away from your job and then worry about money all the time and not be able to achieve what you're setting out to do because you're so distracted with putting food on the table. You need to have enough money to be comfortable to go for whatever it is that you're seeking. So I would say the first thing you do is set a budget like of your current living situation. So figure out all your expenses, figure out your fixed costs, and then set a limit for your non-fixed expenses. So that's like food and entertainment and like all your streaming services and the gym, puppy care, like dog toys, all that stuff, clothing. You need to set a budget and then you probably need to cut a lot of that stuff. You're getting your nails done every week. Just think about would I rather be doing this or would I rather be starting my own business and working for myself? And the answer is pretty easy. And again, that goes back to like the dreaming stage, right? Um, and you'll ask yourself those questions a thousand times. Would I rather be spending money on this or would I rather be traveling the world? And that keeps you going. And then start to research how much your budget is going to be. Um, now for my situation for travel, it was thinking about how much my budget would need to be pretty much each day or like an average day. And there's a great book if you are thinking about traveling. I started with Nomadic Matt. He's a pretty prolific travel blogger. And he has a book called How to Travel the World for $50 a Day. That's a good place to start just to kind of research and learn um, about what you do spend your money on when you're long-term traveling. And then secondly, after you set your budget and figured out how much money, just sell everything. <laughs> I mean... You have so much stuff in your house. And I found when I was unhappy at my job, I started buying stuff. And I think part of that was to try and make myself happy because I was so miserable and I would come home and I felt like I was faking it all day and not doing a good job. And I was working with such 
talented people and I suck and, you know, all these terrible feelings that happen when you're in a job that's not fulfilling you anymore. And it's not your fault. It's not, it's not your job's fault. It's just not a good match anymore and not what you need to be doing with your life right now. And life is too short. I could throw a million idioms at you. Um, just sell your stuff. So that in and of itself is a second job. So depending on how serious you want to get, um, you know, there's all kinds of outlets to sell your stuff on. I'd say Craigslist is good for furniture and household. Um, you can sell your clothes on Poshmark and Mercari and OfferUp and Five Miles. eBay is really good for like collectibles or electronics. I sold a bunch of old Xbox games for like a mint on eBay. Somebody wanted my, you know, stupid game from 2006. And find, if you're not on Facebook already, if you don't use Facebook, get back on it because they're really pushing the groups functionality now and people sell stuff within these groups, right? So you have like a neighborhood group. Um, so for example, in Austin, I, I lived in Austin, Texas. I found the ritziest neighborhood, joined their group and sold some of my designer clothing to these housewives um, who wanted to buy my stuff for a pretty good price. Um, it's just a good way to really make some money, get rid of your stuff, especially if you're going to be traveling like I was, um, and kind of clear out the junk from your space. That's good for all of us, right? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> getting rid of stuff is, that's going to be a way some people think like, oh, like how can I like save up money when you know i have the i i make what i make at my job but then i have expenses and things like that selling stuff that you have is a great way to clear up space get rid of unnecessary things that you probably don't use anymore like how meg mentioned that video game from 2006 and it's a way to make extra money that can speed up your process for ditching the job and I definitely feel like that is a really great place for people to start to just be able to sell some of their different things. And I'm wondering if you could share with us like how you figured out that what's next stage, because some people, they have an idea and when they ditch their job, it's like, whoa, like I had no idea what to do now. So I'm wondering if you, how you figured out like, you know, what's next and how you're truly able to do that. How did I know I wanted to travel? Or how did, how did I you put it into motion once you were out of the job? So once I was done with the planning, the so it's, by the way, it took over a year, I'd say almost a year and a half for all of this to come to fruition. And that includes selling my stuff, selling my house, um, getting rid of my car. You know, I had a lot of logistical hoops to jump through. In, but I was doing something completely left of center, you know, traveling the world for a year and a half. So for me, it was being patient and knowing there was an end game and knowing it felt right. Listening to my gut every two seconds, my gut was very quiet and happy the whole time. And I think once you, you have to gracefully ditch your job. That's another important thing. You have to do right by your job, do right by your coworkers, because you want to leave a good impression. And you want the support of your coworkers if you're going to do something fantastical, which 
usually that's what you're doing. If you're ditching your job, you're, you're starting a business or you're writing a book or you're, I don't know, taking care of a, of a relative and spending your last year with them. I know somebody who did that. Um, he had a dying sister and he wanted to spend her last year being together, um, which is extremely admirable. And again, I go back to the life is too short, literally. Um, so I think once you exit gracefully, very, very important. Um, then you get to just, it's almost like you accelerate everything else because you've been in the planning stage for so long as you should. And you have the financial backing to relax about money. You're not going to be receiving a paycheck. I haven't received a paycheck in two and a half years. And that is mind boggling to me, but I had the support and the financial, you know, the financial backing to be able to do that. I think if you're younger, you brought up a good point earlier. If you're younger and you're not making a fat cat salary, it's just going to take longer. You can also pick up side hustles. There's all sorts of things you can do. You can be an Amazon delivery person. You can drive Uber or Lyft in your spare time. You can be the pizza deliverer. You can work for any of the meal delivery services like Uber Eats or Grubhub. There's just in this demand economy, there's so many jobs that can work with your schedule and earn you a little cash on the side. Um, so that's another good way to earn money. You, you, you have to have the fortitude and the discipline and the desire to really put all of this in motion if you want to ditch your job and do it right. And Meg mentions, I mean, you know, there are so many different side hustles out there and a lot of people who I've had on the show, they do some kind of side hustle before they ditch their job because you want to be making some kind of income. You want to, you don't want to like ditch your job with no plan and ditch your job with like no idea of how you're going to make your next dollar because it is great to have these different dreams and stuff like that, but you have to still make the money and still pay the different expenses that are coming your way. So Meg certainly brings up a really great point, like, you know, side hustles, that is certainly an option for a lot of people. And it's just getting so much easier now with the gig economy to find some way to easily get started. And I think if you guys want to um, just, really dive more into this type of stuff. I really feel like you should be following Meg's work. So with that in mind, Meg, I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the places we can find you on the web and keep following you along your journey. Yeah, you can, you can go to my Instagram. That's where I kept most of my travel journey. That's at my mega travels. I also have a blog. It's a burgeoning blog. Um, it's at, it's, sorry, it's www.mymegatravels.com. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. So the, the good news, Mark, is at the, after I came back from my trip, it took a year to find a job, which was unexpected, <laughs> but I just got a job and I've moved to New York city and we'll be receiving a paycheck next week. As of next week. Well, I mean, that's certainly, um, like we'll have links in the show notes. It is interesting. Like some people, uh, so like, it is interesting that some people, they ditch the job, they do traveling, they take a little, uh, some people describe it as a sabbatical. Um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you could share with us like that process of getting back into the job and 
um, how you feel about that. Like, are you in a job that you love or uh, what's the uh, context on that? Yeah, that's, that's a good question because when you come back now, I'm not saying as far as the travel, the, the travel route that I took, you do not have to take a year and a half off to travel. You can take a month or two. If you really need a break from your job, um, you can, you can just take a shorter break, right? You don't say that. Mine was a little more dramatic. <laughs> when you come back, at least in my case, you have a different perspective. And you, the only thing I knew was that I did not want to get back into what I was doing before. And when I was still working for that year of planning and logistics, I kept a note, and I'm a very note-takey person. I kept a note in my phone and I just captured what I hated about my job, like the very, very specific things and what I loved about my job. And I'm so glad I did that at the time. And that's something I would encourage your listeners to do because when you return from whatever you do, hopefully you won't have to return <laughs> if you start your own company or, or you know, write the greatest American novel. But when you return, you are gonna wanna know what to look for, what to watch out for, and what to, what to not lower yourself to do again. So if you were in a sales job and you hated going on client calls and you hated leaving the office and going out and selling to clients, don't look for a job that does that same thing. Figure out what it is and you will gain perspective being away from your job. You'll, you kind of look back at it with rose colored glasses in a way. Um, just be careful that you're not falling into the same trap as you did before because it's easy. Really take, once again, take a look at yourself and think about what you want once you get back and how you've changed as a person and how you don't want to sink to that level of unhappiness again. There was a reason why you ditched the job. Now continue that forward motion. And I mean, that's a really great point Meg makes because ditching your job is all about leaving a job that you hate to do the work that you love. And in some cases, work you love, that could just come in the form of a different job. Now, a lot of people, they usually ditch the job, they become entrepreneurs, but there are people who ditch a job to find a job they love, and then they do that. So uh, I would really recommend doing what Meg suggested, like write down uh, what is it you love or hate about your current job and you know, what to go towards, what to stay away from. So I think that's a really great activity for everyone to be doing regardless of their situation. Again, show notes will be uh, in the description of this episode. But Meg, once again, I do want to thank you so much for coming on Ditch the Job. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks, Mark. <laughs>